0: welcome back to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. This is Iris, and I am recording solo today. So um, Jamie is off having a friendship adventure, and instead of pushing our recording back, we decided to um, invite a guest on to record with me. So today we're going to be talking to Laurel. Laurel is one of my Bumble BFF people, um, friends. I don't know why I said people, but um, I've known her for maybe almost a year. I'm not really quite sure exactly how long. I haven't even started to, like, I haven't even tried to track it, but been friends for a couple of months to a year now, and she is delightful. I think you'll love her sense of humor. And today we're going to be talking about friendship breakups. So we talked about that in the last podcast episode, um, like really diving into friendship breakups and kind of like how to get over them or not get over them or, you know, all those things. So before we do that, though, just wanted to give a quick update on myself. I have been doing a hardcore deep dive into my Enneagram number. For the longest time, I thought that I was a number three. Um, and turns out I'm a number six. So I would love to, um, I'm bringing that up to say like listeners, if you're interested in Jamie and I, or Jamie and a guest or me and a guest doing a deep dive on the Enneagram um, and like how that relates to you and like your relationships with people, I think that would be so fun. So um Jamie is a 1, I am a 6, and but the 6 is the 6 is um considered the loyalist. So they are someone who is like really loyal to their friends and like they don't give up on people or like loyal in general, but they have like a lot of anxiety and fears about stability and security. So usually those types of people are either phobic or counterphobic, and I'm definitely counterphobic, which explains why the first episode of this podcast was just about like ghosting people um when things are really upsetting to me or like I'm afraid that it's gonna hurt my feelings I become like super aggressive and I'm just like nope this is it it's cut off total annihilation so um people who are more phobic might just like avoid avoid making new friends or like things like that and I I still make new friends but if I feel like the friendship's not gonna be equal I'm just like nope which I think is going to be something that probably comes up in this conversation today just like How we deal with friendship breakups, um, maybe a little bit because of my Instagram number. Uh, Laurel is a three, and I used to think I was a three, but surprisingly, don't know too much about it. And I think I don't know too much about it because I was kind of like, I don't really feel like a three. So I kind of never dived deep into it because I just figured the whole thing was a hoax. But once I figured out that I was a six, I have been very strongly interested. So I'd love to discuss that more on the podcast and hopefully it's something we can do in the future. Um, Anyway, without further ado, I'm going to bring in Laurel. Welcome to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. How are you?
1: I'm doing really well. How are you?
0: Yay. I'm so excited. Okay. So welcome, how are you? I've been wanting you to be on the podcast forever, and finally you're here. Um, so what questions do you have for me, or like, what are you thinking? This is just, we'll talk about friendships and stuff, but you can talk about whatever you want 1st
1: Oh, say, first of all, I'm excited that you have a hair appointment today. Is this the like first one since
0: the world exploded? Oh, my God. I can't even believe I told you that. Yes, I do have a hair appointment. No, it's not my first one. Okay. So, like, I don't know if you – so, okay. If you don't listen to the podcast every week, I, like, or, yeah, now it's every week. If you don't listen to it every week, then, like, maybe you sometimes miss out on, like, Jamie and I being super different about COVID. I am very much so, like, okay, cool. So, this is our life now. I'm going to wear my mask, and I'm going to just do whatever I want to do. The only thing I haven't done lately is, like, I haven't gone to – I haven't gone to the movies yet. And I haven't gone to any fitness classes, which I would usually go to because I love, I fucking hate working out. So (laughs) the only way that I would get to a workout is to go to a class, but I haven't done that yet. But I did hear from like one of my friends uh, that they are going to in-person workout classes. And they were like, it's not that bad. So like, I haven't gotten there yet, but otherwise like, yeah, I go to dinner, I get my nails done. I get my hair done. I got a pedicure yesterday. I get my eyebrows arched. I haven't gotten a facial just cause I kind of missed out on the like brief window of time that there was open to get a facial. But if there was available to me, I would get one. Um, I haven't gotten a massage, but same thing. Like if I get time to do that, I will. I just was like, furloughed from work, not a hundred percent, but I was furloughed like twenty five percent at one point, fifty percent at another, which meant taking like literally at one point like a forty thousand dollar pay cut. So I was like, okay, well I probably shouldn't get a massage. So I kind of been holding off, but now my pay is like back to normal. So I'm
1: just like, okay,
0: good. Or like I gotta pay my huge ass tax bill, but after that I might get a massage. How about you? Have you done anything?
1: <laughs> no, and I I think you and I are kind of in the same boat where um as you know, like I have family who live in Florida, so i've been like i've been on a plane more than once um, I was just in Miami, which is a hot spot um, and I actually was surprised that down there, I was pleasantly surprised that lots of people were still like wearing masks yeah like, it's so good um even going out to dinner uh, we went I was there for, because it was my mom 's birthday, um and so we went out for her for her birthday to celebrate my dad um and my mom and I. And the restaurant took our temperatures. They gave us um, like sanitary like wipes to wipe down our hands when we sat down. Wow. The the menu was a QR code, so there was no menu. You know, so I was like, okay, I feel like there's although although they're a hotspot, and I think like some areas that are hotspots get a bad rap for like. Sure. You're right. We didn't go to South. We weren't in South Beach. It wasn't like crazy crazy party scene, but like again pleasantly surprised and I was like oh okay yeah. like we can all adhere to some social rules
0: right well and i honestly that's actually really interesting that you just said that because like one of the things that I always say is like if you ever if you listen sometimes like Jamie will say like well something is happening in Florida and I'm like I don't know like Florida's Florida like I don't know what people in Florida are gonna do like I can't worry about them right now but like I truthfully have really thought, like, if you go to Florida, like, I don't think you're going to get COVID. I mean, you might, but like, that's not what I immediately thought. But I really did think it would just be like a bunch of people without any masks on that don't want to wash their hands and like, don't want to do anything like that. So actually, I think, and I think that's kind of how the media portrays it, because we're so far away, like, and obviously, I'm not going to Florida. So all I know is like, what they're saying is like, nobody in Florida gives a fuck about anything. And then you see the videos on Facebook about people being like, I refuse to wear a mask. And it's They're always in Florida. So actually, it's really good to hear that, you know, maybe like I'm sure there are lots of people like that, but there's people like that in Illinois, too. So it's, you know, it's good to hear that places
1: want to be safe, you know, as much as they can. So that's good. I'm interested. I I think I'm kind of the middle ground between you and Jamie on things where I'm like, you know what, there's like, I can't stay trapped in my house forever. Um, As you know, like my job was eliminated due to COVID. So I've had nothing but free time on my hands um, and staying in your house with literally nothing to do, it's not healthy for me. (laughs) Um, Might be great for some people, but it's totally not for me. Um, Some
0: people love it. They've been thriving. Not Jamie. Jamie actually does do stuff. But, like, I have another friend who, like, literally doesn't leave her house, and she's like, she's like, I'm thriving. And I was like, that's amazing. Good for you.
1: Good for you. It's not (laughs) good for you, not for me. Um, So, again, like, I've been trying trying to go out and trying to do it in a safe way. And, again, if I'm ever, you know, if a restaurant's too crowded or the the gym has too many people in it, I will 100% like peace out. Um, But at the same time, like at this point, I am going to Orange Theory. Um, They're doing a great job of social distancing and sanitizing and they require masks and everyone wears them and they take temperatures before every class. Like they're doing a great job. And I feel like by going to class, I'm assuming roughly the same amount of risk as I do going to the grocery store Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like, People touching things.
0: Right. And putting them back. So now, when you do Orange Theory, do you get to wear a mask while you do it? Or because that's been my biggest concern about going to workout classes is like, I don't know if I'm like, okay, like, do I feel cool to like be someplace where no, like, we, we all don't have unmasks together? But I also am like, bitch you're not about to like actually do a cardio class with a mask on like I just don't I don't see that for myself I am really out of shape at this point so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm well, not making it through a class without it with a mask on like it is not going to happen
1: yeah I think it depends on what the class is so orange theory there are three areas like you're on a treadmill you're on a rower or you're at a weight station um, and so they've made it so every class is a 3g or a three group so there's all three stations are like active i guess so you spend basically 15 minutes in each area and then you there's then everybody stops wipes everything down and kind of transitions to the next area um so you're you know you're told where to start so if i start on the treadmill like when i get put put both feet on my treadmill i'm allowed to take off my mask um so like when you're running you don't have to run with a mask on but if i'm going to get off the treadmill to go to the bathroom or get Got some it. hand sanitizer like you have to have a mask on so it's kind of like when
0: you go to the restaurant and you're outside like you take your mask off and then, but if you have to go inside like to like go to the restroom or anything like that like if you leave your table you put your mask back on
1: correct and okay. so again And I, again, my my personal studio, you know, the owner of it, she set up these machines. They're called Molecule, M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E. I'm sure you've seen, like, Instagram ads and stuff on them. They've been blowing up. They're crazy expensive machines. (laughs) But it's basically, like, an FDA-type approved filter. So it, like, kills virus.
0: Uh Uh-oh, Laurel oh sorry you cut your. I think I cut it cut out for a little bit so it kills viruses and then what happens oh like it kills viruses and they just are all like set up or the
1: gym there's like five or six of them around the space so I'm like okay between sanitizing everyone wearing masks this thing temperature checks going in like I feel safe five. I don't know if I would go to like a Zumba class to your point where like everybody takes off their mask but we're not actually really that far apart from each other right. Yeah. You
0: know. So that's but like, well, I don't know. Maybe the next time I record an episode, I might go to a workout class. I don't know. I'm still kind of just like, I don't know. But like, you know, who knows? And honestly, when you were talking, I was just like thinking about it because like when you first started, you were like, I think I'm between you and Jamie, but actually like I would have never gone to a workout class. So I actually think Like, I'm afraid to go, and you're not. So I actually think you're probably doing more stuff than I am. But then I thought about it. I have another friend who I was talking to yesterday, and I was like, man, I'm really considering going to the movies. And she was like, oh, my God, that's so dangerous. And I was like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't know if I'm going to go or not. I mean, the thing about the movie is, like, at least I can leave my mask on the whole time, and, like, I don't have to sit around people. So I was like, okay but like she was like that seems really scary but then she was telling me she and like her boyfriend like her long-term partner they are stay like they're doing like an overnight stay at a hotel which i totally think i would love to do but i'm kind of still like a little bit afraid to do that so then this the reason i'm saying that is like through talking to you i actually don't even know if i think people are like like you're between me and Jamie or like I'm between you and Jamie. I actually think that we're all just doing whatever like we personally feel comfortable with because like maybe I'm doing yeah. like one thing that you might not feel comfortable with, but like I don't necessarily know about the workout yet. But like actually like hearing you talk about it, I'm like, okay, maybe that doesn't sound so bad. So like I feel like you talked to me like I like more people that talk to me about it, I'm like, okay, like maybe this wouldn't be so bad. And my friend staying at the hot, the hotel yesterday, I was like, okay, like maybe this isn't such a bad thing. Like it seems like, maybe it's safe. So I think, you know, we're all just kind of doing our own thing. And I have been thinking about it in like, terms of like, okay, like, I'm at this level of feeling safe. But like, even through this conversation, I'm like, maybe that's just not even a thing. Because I'm like, I would have never considered, you know, working out. But like, I consider myself to be super comfortable. So but like, you are working out. And you were like, but I don't consider myself to be as comfortable. But like, you're flying and like going to Florida, I would not have felt comfortable. So I think we're all just kind of just doing our own random ass shit and just trying not to get sick at this point basically
1: <laughs> yeah well and I think when all of this started um and we had the kind of corona crew oh yeah. like <laughs> chat group happening um I think I I kind of took the same stance I think you had said or or brought up that operate under the assumption that you're going to get corona like everyone is just going to get it the question is when are you going to get it? Like, are you going to get it when there is a vaccine? Are you going to get it when it's a, a peak and there's like no hospital beds? Right. Oh God. Um, or how, and how bad are you going to get it? Like, are you going to get it where you're like sniffly and kind of feel junky for right. a week or two? Or are you going to be like, I see you bed into Yes. Well, and the thing is like, you don't want to be like, you
0: don't want to like try to get it. But I, the thing is, I wouldn't try to get anything. Like, I mean, I remember right. when I was younger though, my mom used to, I don't know if your parents did this, but like my mother would try to get me the chicken pox because yeah. Like, yeah. So like, okay, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to go someplace and be like, Oh man, I really wish I could get COVID. Like absolutely not. But
1: like, I know, am- but I think like, there are things you can do, like for your body and your wellness to help, like give yourself the best fighting chance. Like make sure you're sleeping, drink mm-hmm. enough water, move your body, eat something that's not like from a
0: microwave. oh okay because <laughs> I've been like COVID was like real like real life cookies like I was I was so stressed before COVID which seems like it was like yesterday but also like seven years ago but like I was so stressed because I was like I need to be doing more I need to work out more and like eat healthier and like lose weight and everything else and now like seriously since COVID I was just talking to Jamie about this I have no doubt at least gained like 30 to 35 pounds Because I, like, don't work out as much as I used to. Like, I was, like, working out a lot. I think we used to talk about this. Like, we didn't work out together, but we were both always doing something. And, Mm -hmm. like, I always used to eat, like, super, like, not super healthy. Like, I love a cookie and a cake and a hamburger out. But, like, at home I would be, like, okay, like, you know, if I'm going to have a dessert, let's have a yogurt bar. Or, like, let's have some fruit with maybe a little bit of Cool Whip or something like that. Now I'm, like, oh, wow, Ben & Jerry's is having a sale. Well, you know, that seems like a very good idea stop yeah I like gotta stop I but I but the roller coaster hasn't stopped yet but like in my mind there's this funny like uh Instagram called the diet starts tomorrow like that's every day but I really am gonna try (laughs) not a diet but I'm gonna try to do some more intuitive style eating like soon so I'll just keep you posted with that but it has been a wild ride really freaking wild but anyway speaking of Corona Crew the reason I wanted to have you on today is to talk about friendships and friendship breakups. But I think like the first most interesting thing to talk about, if you can hear whatever there's, I live in the suburbs and it still sounds like I live in the middle of the city. Cause there's some kind of an ambulance going past anyway. Um, I wanted to talk to you about Bumble BFF. So, like, I recently got back on Bumble BFF um, because, like, I have so many – I have so many friends, but, like, I have a good amount of friends. But, like, I always feel like, you know, like, there's certain people who I get certain energies from. Like, I really love, like, if I wanted to go hiking or kayaking or, like – uh, like, something earthy or naturey or something like that, I feel like I would be like, okay, cool. I've got Jamie, and I could do that with Heidi. And, like, you know, I could probably ask other people, but I know for sure that they would do it. But if I'm, like, I want to just do, like, a relaxed spa, chill day, like, Heidi would maybe do that. Like, I just don't have that. And then I've always had these girlfriends who kind of had, like, a lot of the same energy that I've had, which is, like, really, like, I don't want to, like, Jamie and Heidi and Jen, like, all my other friends, they're not really, like, uptight. That's not what I mean. But, like, I think I'm so like, whatever, fuck it. Let's have drinks at two o'clock in the afternoon and talk shit about men and watch reality TV. And I don't have a lot of friends like that right now. And I always have like those girly girlfriends. friends. Um, and like the only person who I was thinking about, and we talked about this a little bit on our tribe podcast that even is like closely like that is you, but like you live so far. So like we don't really get to hang out super much, but um, it's always a great time when I do hang out with you. Cause I do think that like, that girly element of just being like a lot of like really feminine energy, but not like pink and poodles, but just like, I don't know, I can't really describe it, but I feel like you share that energy. So I was recently back on, Instagram, because, not Instagram. I'm always on Instagram, but I was really recently. I was <laughs> like, did you ever leave Instagram? I, I've always been on Instagram. I fucking love it there. But I went back on Bumble yeah. because, like, I was like, okay, like, I would love to add some more girls to, like, my girl tribe. Like, I've always been in the hunt of, like, looking for, like, a close connection of friends. And I, you and I met on in, uh, Bumble BFF. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, like, what got you to join there and kind of, like, how's your friendship journey been going since, like, we met? I actually don't think I ever asked you, like, who else did You meet? Are you friends with anyone else? I shame on me. I never even thought about it. So it's a great time to talk about it now. Yeah. So
1: I I went on Bumble BFF actually after the suggestion of my career coach, which makes me sound so like bougie and fancy. (sighs) Uh, But it it was at the time in my life where I felt stuck in my job and I wasn't feeling like satisfied, and so I was working with a coach um, just to kind of help really nail down. Like what do I, what do I want to be when I grow up Mm -hmm. Um, and having a little bit more, I'm a very confident person at work, except when it comes to things like reviews or like speaking up for what I want in the office, um, in terms of like my personal career. And so working with someone was helpful with that. And she had said, oh, she had met a ton of women on bubble BFF as a great way to kind of like make some business connections and kind of expand her, her circle as well, um, and so I was like, okay, this could be something that's, that's interesting. Um, it took some convincing for my husband. So we're both married. Uh, you and I are both married. Yes. <laughs> um, and so it took some convincing for my husband. Cause my, I met my husband online, um, and so he was a little bit nervous where he was like, well, you're not dating. Like, we're married. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and I was like, no, like, it's girls only. And he's like, well, what if, like, what if one of my friends who's on Bumble, like, sees your profile? And I'm like, well, they won't because I don't have one for Bumble or Bumble business. I just have a BFF profile. And, like, three or four of the pictures I had on there were, like, of our wedding. Like, it very clearly is me in a white dress and <laughs> next to my husband in the tux. Like, it's me not, with my we're husband. not. Like, I'm not pretending that there's – that I'm here for anything else. Um, I actually did notice a couple of guys on there, and I definitely was, like, report and blocked. Oh, my gosh. Like, same. I'm always, like, nope. Like, you don't belong here? No. Absolutely not. Always trying to invade um, our safe spaces. <laughs> exactly. And so the reason I had originally wanted to join Bumble BFF was that looking at my – and this actually ties into our topic today – but looking at my core friendship group of, like, my ride-or-die girl tribe – they were the the bridesmaids at my wedding – Um, I've been friends with them for literally ever. Uh, One of my bridesmaids and best friends, I've known her since sixth grade, seventh grade. Um, And then two other bridesmaids are actually sisters. And I've known them since my freshman year of high school. So recognizing like the people and the women specifically that are closest to me that are not part of my couple friends, Mm -hmm. meaning like either friends that my husband and I have just we organically have as a couple or that we brought to like the table as a couple, um, you know, as coworkers yeah. or classmates, et cetera. Like these are like the women that I call where I'm like, they don't, they don't know that they know my husband, but like, they don't, they don't want to hang out with him. Right. They're like, no, we're here for Laurel. Um, we're not here to like have a couple double date somewhere. Um, but again, recognizing that they've been my friends forever, which is awesome. But I was like, why don't I have any friends that I've made since college? Um, you know, or or, and again, I think comparison can be a thief of joy. But just looking at people on like Instagram or what have you to be like, oh, this person loves their coworker and they're like besties outside of work. I don't have that. Right? Is there something wrong with me? Am I working at the wrong place? Like, what's what's going? You know, what's going on? Um. And so I was like, okay, I'll explore Bumble BFF and see what it's like. As you said, like I live in the suburbs. I don't live super far, and I'm always fine to drive. Like that doesn't really bother me. Um, to, like, meet up with people. um. But I was like, okay, like, I don't need, I, unfortunately, having, like, all my friends live in the West Loop would be super fun, but also a huge bummer for me involving lots of traffic, lots of parking. Lots of traffic. Yep. But So I was like, okay, like, can I find a couple of friends who live in, you know, some women that I enjoy spending time with that live in the city, maybe some that live in the suburbs. I'm totally fine if you're, like, married or have kids, but, like, kind of just being in a general life stage of late 20s to mid-30s, You know, I'm, you're starting to move up up in the career Mm -hmm. world. You're starting to maybe settle down with a husband or a child or a house or what have you, like people kind of on that same wavelength. And then you, I think you'd ask like, did I, do I have a lot of other friends from Bumble? I think through you, I've met the most women that I've stayed closest in touch with, you know, talking about Jamie or Heidi, um, or even some of the other women in the book club, like Tiffany and a, a couple other women, um, I think those are the ones I've stayed the most in touch with. I've had some really weird bumbled BFF like group dates. Oh my almost. goodness! Oh my god, I hate those. Uh, I would... Which was fine. I I liked it because it was one of the first times I met a lot of women from mm. online lady dating. Yeah. Um. So I liked that it was like, okay, it's no pressure because there's like twelve of us. So if I don't vibe with anyone, it's not a big deal. Or if I do, that's cool. But there was one girl who was definitely extra. And I can be a lot of a person to deal with, but like this was like she created the group chat, and she it was a Thursday night, and she was like, "Let's go to a bar and take shots and oh my god, do all this stuff." And I was like, "Hey, like I have to not to sound extra lame, but like I have to work in the morning. I have to take an Uber back out to the suburbs. Like it is eleven thirty. Like we had." you know, some great pizza and wine and some cocktails at the bar. It's like, I'm out. Like, I'm good now. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to throw down on like a Wednesday totally.
0: night until two in the morning. Yes. It's
1: not me. And I just feel like that is to speak to your point. It's so hard.
0: I think that's really the issue is like, it's so hard to meet people in the middle because you get your like Jamie Jamie's also back on Bumble I don't, I actually don't know if she is or not like the last time we talked about it she was but I will check in with her but she was and she was like yeah she actually was looking for more single friends and I get that right because like a lot of us are married or taken or partnered like most of us are and I think she was like it would be great to have like more single girlfriends. Not that I think she wants to go throw down and do shots and shit like that, but I think that it would just like build her community. Like she's really focused on empowering herself as like self partnered, and so I think that that's been really useful for her. And like while I'm not necessarily looking for married friends, it would be really nice to have more married friends. Not because I want to hang out with their husbands though, but because it's like like you said, like oh like y- you have a house and I have a house. Like and again, that is really not important. But I kind of think it's like I would never ask you like do you want to throw down and drinks on a fucking Thursday? No, bitch. Of course I. I don't want to do that because like I got to go to work too also I'm tired also I'm probably sick of hanging out with you like
1: <laughs> like this was enough right hours but at the same me. time like yeah but at the same time like you and I have definitely like sent each other pictures of like houses and like house projects yeah, we're doing and stuff like that and it's so, like that's what I more yeah. mean is like that kind of same life way. yes and so I can see where Jamie's at to be like you're right like it's not that she doesn't want to hang out with you or I because we're married yeah. it's just more I'm not going to commiserate about the dating pool right now because I haven't dated in 10 years. Yes. Like, I don't know what's happening. And I would feel like, like an
0: asshole, too. Like, that's why I'm always just, like, really willing to listen. But I don't have the fucking dumbass dude on Tinder right now. Like, you know, that's just not my, like, I don't know. Like, I've got a husband who snores and, like, doesn't do enough shit with around the house. Like, he could do better. But, like, that's a different level of a complaint. And then I feel like, you know, maybe you might be like, yep, Steven, like, Cleans up a lot, yes. or whatever. I don't know, but like it just eat it Yeah. Like, what,
1: <laughs> like you know. say, as I stare at the pile of clothes sitting on the end of the bed, where I'm like, really, you couldn't have put those away anytime yeah. time today, Stephen. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. So like again, totally love my husband dearly. <laughs> Lovely human. I chose him for like lobster
0: but like you know, it's little things like that. But also though, like when you meet I do other also though know and meet a lot of other married people and they are like, um, they're really, really married. And I think that I'm like married, but like not really married. Like I think that's a weird thing to say, but like I'm just married like I'm not dead like if you wanted to go if you were like when COVID was over and you were like let's just do a girls like we were even thinking before COVID we were like maybe we should go fucking see Lizzo I think it was what in like Mexico or something and just like do girls and I was like yes but like I know so many other like a lot of the married women that I meet are like but also though can we invite our husbands and go to church together and I'm like but do we have to like could we just drink? that would be okay like we could just do that too because again I'm only 31 like I don't I'm not dead I'm alive and I'm only in my 30s so I think that's like been the hardest thing for me to find is like people who kind of are still fun I feel like everybody's so serious sometimes and like married and boring or like don't want to do anything fun so that's kind of been a little bit of a hassle
1: yeah well I think it depends on the kind of relationship you have with your spouse and I know that this is a friendship podcast not a spouse podcast but like Uh, I think my therapist had said from talking to her just about relationship issues and things and just working through my own personal, you know, baggage and whatnot. She'd said, Oh, but from an outside perspective, you and your husband are very much like you're connected couple, but you're not like an enmeshed couple. Like my husband and I, like, it is totally fine. If I go have a girl's night out with you and and Jamie and we go to the zoo for the dessert night or whatever. And my husband stayed home and watched TV and made himself a pizza. Like he is, that is he's perfectly content to do that just like if he wants to go like play around a golf with some of his guy friends while I like hang out at home and like put on some music and garden like I'm cool with that too and it's not that we're not a connected couple and it's not that we don't enjoy spending time with each other or other couples but like we don't need each other if that makes Mm -hmm. any sense you just choose each other Correct. I'm like, it's awesome that you're there. But like, if you got other things to do that I'm not interested in, that's cool. I'll see you at dinner. Like,
0: yes. And so right before it. So like, I recorded a little bit of something before you got on here. And like, basically, what I was talking about, and this will kind of lead us more into this conversation, too, is about Enneagrams. And so what I was thinking, actually, while you were talking about this is like, I, I know you're a three and Steven is a six, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm a six too. And I think that maybe that is like I'm maybe I don't really seem a lot like Stephen, or maybe I do, and maybe that's why you want to be friends. I don't know. But I think that like people like I feel like as a six like I'm super cool to be like by myself like I think I've like just because I have so much anxiety and like phobias of other people a lot of the times that sometimes it's easier to just deal with my own shit but I love being around people too so I think that like some I've been reading a lot about sixes and that is like a very six thing is like we're really okay with ourselves partially because like maybe we're a little bit insane and have like a lot of voices in our heads because we're always thinking about like a thousand different things but like sometimes it's easier for me to be like by myself because hearing other people's opinions kind of throws me off. And I'm always a person who like, if you were to say like if I had a whole plan and then you were like, but Iris, did you think about this? I'd be like, well, fuck now I've got to like go and like rethink everything and like redo everything all over again. So, and I know I used to think that I was a three because a lot of the times sixes appear to be threes. And so so that's why I Mm -hmm. feel like that. I was like, oh, maybe this is like, like how you and Steven vibe because like, I could imagine myself, like, I don't even, like, me and Mike work in the same house all day, every day. I don't see him because, like, I refuse to engage with him. I'm like, I have to be inside of my work thing right now, so I really can't even go there with you. So, like, I, we're very separately together, which I think has really worked for our marriage. But we've also been together for a really long time, so I think that that kind of comes with time, Um you and Steven too, but like we've been, de- this is our going, this is our 13th year together. So I'm kind of like, I, you're good. I know what you're up to. Thanks. Or if I don't, then I'm not going to worry about it. Like I can't concern myself with like yeah. other shit like that. That will give me anxiety. So
1: anyway. No. And I think, yeah, I think a lot of it does come with uh, time, but also I feel like with my three energy, you know, as a three, there's a lot of like achievement and mm-hmm. like pushing yourself um, and people who know me definitely. Again, like thinking about my closest and longest girlfriends that I've had forever and ever. They always joke that, like, I'm the one who's like the the girl boss making moves and like dragging everyone along with me um, to be like, why aren't you asking for a raise? Why aren't you getting what you want? Like, push yourself. Like, let's go. Uh, But at the same time, I have a lot of the like, but I want everyone to like me and think I'm a good person. So therefore, like Iris, if you said, again, I want to go to, to Mexico to go see Lizzo and I was unsure, I'd be like, well, Iris, I want her to like me. So like I'm gonna be the that girly girl who wants to go do those things because that'll make her like me and it'll be great and then she'll like me, um, and that is and so and I think that
0: that's like, like I totally hear you with that. So like I like it would be shitty to say that I don't. So again another one of the things that I talked about on the podcast and like I hope to do a whole episode about like in, I can't remember if it's enneagrams or enneagrams, but either way, whatever it is, I wanted to do a whole episode about it because like. I really did think I was a three, but then I wasn't super invested in it because a lot of the things that are three, like I kind of am like, Oh, like that's not really like me. Like I don't really do all that stuff, but the achiever stuff is like me. But the reason why I get into the achiever stuff is because like, I have a lot of issues with stability, which is why I was so fucking freaked out and annoyed at the beginning of COVID. Cause I was just like, this makes me feel really unstable. Um, and I really had to like, Figure out how to ground myself I think everybody felt like that so I'm not gonna say I'm special but like it really freaked me out because it, less to do about like getting sick more to do with like what about my career what about my money am I gonna lose my house like I was very fucking freaked out about that and I really had to like mentally ground myself and it took a while because like it, and I still feel yeah. anxious, I still feel really anxious about it but like most of my motivation is based on like anxiety so like I think that you and I have a lot in common in that we're like probably both really high like we're achievers we like love work and like, I I love work. I, I'm still working two jobs right now, even though I have like, I'm back to my full capacity. I'm still keeping my side hustle up because like I can, and I, I like to be busy. I like to work. I like to save money. Like I'm, that's a really big thing for me. My thing though, is like, it's, I, I'm motivated a lot by the, the stability. It makes me feel more stable to have those things in place. And for you, if you were like, I don't so much worry about like what other people think about me, but I think it's because I'm really counterphobic. And what that means is like, if I think for a second that you don't like me, well then now I just don't like you, which kind of brings us up into our friendship conversation. That is literally what usually happens to me is like, if I get a whiff that I'm like, okay, it seems like, seems like Laurel does not really like me. Like, I'm always the one texting her, which is not true. You and I, I think, are, like, you're really good about that. Like, we catch up with each other. But, like, I'm always the one who's texting her. And every time I invite her to something, she never wants to go. And, like, she's always hanging out with other people, but she's not hanging out with me, which kind of sounds so kindergarten. But I I hope that people listening to this will be honest with themselves. I think we all fucking feel that way. And it's just real. Mm And, like, you're always inviting other people, but you never invited me. Like, if I felt like that, I would literally just be like, okay, well, cool now. I don't like you anymore. And, like, now we're not friends. Like, that's literally how all my friendship breakups happen. Um, like, I've had so many of them. Like, getting ready for this episode, I was thinking about, like, my worst one because I was going to be like, okay, Laurel, what's your worst friendship breakup? And, like, because I'm so counterphobic, like, it. I can't even think about which one was the worst one because like in my brain, I have built up this wall that like actually none of them were that bad because I just fucking hate them all, which is probably so not true. Like I really need to dig deeper into like, you know, was I really hurt by this? And I'm going to think about that while we talk, but like, I'm so just like if I get a whiff that you don't like me and that's always what it is. When I, when I did think about like all of my friendship breakups, it was always because I kind of felt like the person didn't like me or like they didn't like me as much as I liked them or they weren't, giving as much as I gave and I felt very like unstable in that friendship and it made me say okay well then a a person who's phobic which a six can be phobic or counterphobic a phobic person would be like okay, like, I'm not going to say anything about this at all. I'm just going to just try to, like, go with the flow and avoid the conflict and whatever. For me, I'm just like, well, you know what? Now fuck this shit. We're going to burn this whole friendship down. I'm never fucking talking to you again, and I'm blocking you on everything. I'm deleting you, um, which is such a horrible way to be. Like, it's, like, not great, but, like, that's just how my reactions are. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm curious, a person who's not a psycho six, how about you? Tell, <laughs> me, about,
1: tell me about some of your friendship breakups. Well, what's funny is um, I actually, after one of your episodes where you talked about like finding your tribe and and whatnot, uh, Jamie had mentioned like a lot of her friendships had ended because she was just a lot. And I I actually texted her and was like, okay, so like, are you and I the same person? Did we just live parallel lives? Because I think, again, big three energy, uh, where like, I want everybody to like me and like view me in a good light. And I definitely am a, a giver in terms of like, my, my energy, my time, like, like, I think, I think you've seen this, like, whatever you need, like, I got you, like, I will do my best to help you. Totally. All of that, which is great. But then what happens, and I think a lot of things can be rooted in childhood trauma. Uh, I think course. we talked about this, So like, you and I would not have been friends growing up, like, you would definitely, like, beat it up, like, beat up my nerdy butt <laughs> I would in not. high school.
0: I always tell you that, though, like, that is the thing is, like, I know I seem probably like I would have been such a mean girl, but I'm, I was really, like, It's really, like, if if you would have come to me, and I I think I'm the same way, if you would have been like, hey, like, I really want to be friends with you. And like you said, you're a giver, you're, you would be involved, and you would be invested. Like, I'm surprised when I started giving a lot of my friends enneagram tests. the number three is the friends that I actually have the most, Laurel. So, like, I think it's because, like, I appear to be a three. It frustrates me when people do shit where I'm just like, okay, like, but do you want to be a loser? Like, you don't want to have a job or money? Like, it actually baffles me because I'm so focused on like having stability that seeing other people be cool with being unstable makes me not like them, which is totally crazy. I'm a fucking psycho, but yeah. like, that's why I think I get, a, I have so many three friends. I, I kid you not. And then I, when I did this re this new, like, okay, I need to find more, you know, more like-minded friends, like more people like that, that all the new girls that I met again, I'm not kidding you. Every single one of the new women who I've met, who I will introduce you to are all threes. So like, I'm telling you, we would have been friends always because I think that, we actually have a lot in common. Like, I think like I was telling Jamie this, this morning, I think sometimes I appear to be an eight, which is like a more aggressive person, but I'm really like such a softy. Like if I'm like one of those dogs that like barks at you, but then if you pet me, I'm like, Oh, hi, like, hello. I just want to be loved. Like, I just, I want to be your friend. And I got your back. If you said that, I'd be like, okay, cool. Well, now we're best friends for life. That's a six. We're just super loyal. Like, if yeah. I know that you got my back and I know that I can trust you, which you you seem to be like, from what I know in the year of being friends with you, very trustworthy, very much like you do what you say you're going to do. Like you're reliable. Like those are the things that I look for. Like, I would rather be friends with like a ton of nerdy girls. Like not, I don't even think you're nerdy, but like, I'm just saying that. Cause like, that's how you, what you said. I'd be friends <laughs> with, when I was in high school, my friends were the goth girls, the nerdy girls, the girls who lived in the trailer park. Like I would be friends with them because those bitches were loyal. Like they had my back. If I was upset, they were upset. Like, and that's what I think I look for in a friend. So like not to interrupt you, but absolutely not. We would have been friends no matter what, because like you have those characteristics and that's literally what I look for in a friend.
1: Yeah. And again, I think uh, I I like your dog analogy where like (laughs) you bark, but I bark bark at you, but then you fight me. I'm not, um, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. I'm the opposite where I'm like, Oh, you don't like me. I'm going to smother you with my (laughs) love until you adore me. Um, And I recognize that I totally do this, like both in a personal environment and a work environment. Um, I've worked with a lot of difficult personalities in like work. And I always get them like on my side, I I joke that like, it's my secret talent is like, I'm the asshole whisperer that like, Oh, no one wants to work with this person, I'm gonna make them love my department, because I work in marketing, and everyone Mm -hmm. always yells at marketing. people. But like, I'm gonna make them love me and appreciate me and never want me to leave. Um, and
0: do you know that like that is like if I were to say like if I could take one characteristic from you like I wish it was that because like as a six like again that's what happens to me in my jobs like when I leave is I usually feel like somebody is being a bitch and like I don't feel like they appreciate me and so then it just makes me I completely check out of it. And so like I wish that I had the perseverance that you're mentioning right now to just be like okay maybe I can change your opinion let me show them how great I am but like that's why I'm not a three like that's why you are because that's a real skill set I wish that I had that.
1: And again, I think that there's, there's good, again, with Enneagrams or just personalities in general, there's good and bad to it. You know, it's, it can be really great in a work environment, uh, in a friendship environment. It meant that growing up, like if I got the inkling that you didn't like me, or maybe you were distancing yourself from me, I would almost latch on harder, um, or change, try and change myself to be whatever I thought you needed or wanted to keep me around, Which is, again, looking back like retrospectively, it's not healthy. um, But again, it's some of it is kind of the product of trauma. Um, Again, like as a young kid, I definitely had, I remember it was like middle school and one girl, I I sat next to her in history class and we were super close and I really liked hanging out with her. Um, And then all of a sudden she stopped talking to me and I couldn't figure out why. And I was so upset. Found out later that I guess like the cool kids, quote unquote. Um, we're like, well, you can hang out with us, but you can't hang out with Laurel and us because like, she's not cool. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of became like a recurring theme, you know, throughout like middle school and early-ish in high school until I kind of found my people, quote unquote. Um, and so, again, I think a lot of friendship behaviors you learn early and then you kind of have gut reactions. Mm-hmm. So if talking about like friendship breakups, all of mine if i If I had talked to you like a month and a half ago before I started really like digging into it in therapy, you know a lot of it's kind of painting myself as a victim, like these people were assholes, and like I did everything for them, and i like none of it was my fault. These girls are just the worst right um feel bad for me uh but I you know, I've spent some time kind of looking back on them to be like, okay, but like it could be eighty percent them being jerks and being terrible people and doing totally the wrong thing. But, like, 20% is probably on me for either, you know, being extra, extra needy or, you know, not reacting to situations well or or anything like that. The thing comes, again, it's a maturity thing. It's an introspective thing, what have you. But when you said, like, what is your worst friendship breakup, I immediately thought of one I actually thought of two that they both happened actually in college which is why I don't have a lot of friends from college which is why I was on Bumble BFF (laughs) so it all kind of like it all intertwines together of how I found you and I think it's just ironic that you and I actually grew up in this we actually went to the same like high school district Uh we both like and we're not I'm 30 so we're not that far apart so we probably did cross you know cross paths at some point
0: Yes. Only you were probably a good kid. And I was like literally hooking up with 25
1: year olds and drinking booze. So
0: I mean, <laughs> and I was the one who was like, I'm gonna go to Northwestern and be the editor in chief of my newspaper and like I live be- my devil wears Prada dream. I feel like it's um, very, very funny. Because like, listen, you were like the good one and like doing all the right things. And I was literally like, Oh my gosh, my boyfriend will pick us up and buy us boots because he's 25. He's gonna come here with his super cool car, but he's a fucking psychopath. And I was like, I had straight A's, I had a really good ACT score, but because I was so fucking lazy, like, I was just kind of like, meh. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and go to DePaul, which I feel like is, like, so the school, the school differences between going to Northwestern and DePaul, like, could be summed up in the differences between us.
1: <laughs> but it, uh, And it was funny. You were talking about biggest pet peeves earlier about, like, girls who just aren't loyal and don't follow through. To me, that drives me insane when I know – that like friends or people in my life are so capable, but they just like can't like crap out. Oh yeah, um, I, will be... I I I I would say I dated a guy. Dated is a really loose loose term in college. Um, and he was a, He was a year year or two older than me, uh, and so he was a senior and he was about to graduate and he was going to go to law school um ironically him and my husband went to law school together so it was really funny to like see him all the time and be like hey how are you um but like for law school he had like a near perfect lsat score which is freaking impossible to do um you know he had some decent extracurriculars but like he went to loyola undergrad and like gave zero shits and so he had a 2.5 gpa and mm. I knew he was smart because you don't get a perfect score on the LSAT without being smart. Right. Because I was taking the LSAT at the time and I was like, I'm busting my ass and not getting anything near your score. But I was like, if you had a good score and a halfway decent GPA, you literally could go to Harvard. But instead you're limiting yourself to like these, like not as great law schools just because you you're didn't lazy. Care for the last four years. And it dr- that stuff drives me insane. Um I will drive you insane that is like literally one of my horrible things
0: like sometimes like I will see a job and I'll be like oh my god I'm so qualified for this but I'll just be like oh like I don't know like I feel like if I go there like it'll be hard so then I don't do it like I but I think that's why
1: you and I make good friends because I'd be the one behind you being like bitch what are you talking about you care about stability and you should do it let's go what fire do I need to light underneath you we're gonna do this
0: yeah and that's what everybody needs I think like every six needs a three and uh, you know in a three must need sixes because we're very loyal we'll be like okay great like we're friends now perfect let's be friends forever it sounds wonderful and it sounds like you want people to say that because everything you said that was like horrible like that broke up your friendships I was going to say like I would I think that you know, totally like you do the work in therapy and like some of those things are definitely, I'm not a therapist, but maybe problematic behavior is like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But from a layman, what I would say is like my favorite words that I heard recently Every trash can has its lid. I would have loved to have a friend like that. Like I am always the person, like you even said. You're like I've met a lot of good friends through you. Like I have never met a lot of good friends through anyone. I'm always the person who's not. And this is not a dig at you. I'm just saying, like the things that I would. I'm sorry, my best friend (laughs) moved
1: to California. No, but I think no.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's okay. But what I mean is, like, it would be so nice, like for me, like to like I like the I guess I don't think this is well maybe it is my worst friendship breakup like I think maybe it is the worst friendship breakup that I had is probably the reason why I started this podcast and I think it's because like when she and I were friends like we were really really close friends we lived together we had a like a really fun friendship like we had a lot of fun together but she was kind of a bitch and she would say like little sneak dis mean things to me all the time and it kind of like put my haunches up where I was like okay like I don't feel like you have my best interest at heart. But the problem is that I had already introduced her to like all of my friends. And so we had like a friendship group. We had a tribe, so to speak. And Mm -hmm. so like in losing being friends with her, it kind of made it so that like, I don't have any of those friends anymore, like none of them. And it's not like they really chose to be friends with her, but like, I don't know what it is about myself. It's probably something to do with like counterphobia or something like that. I don't know. But like, I hate being, I really don't like being friends with people. Who are friends with people who have hurt me. It's like very hard for me to get over. So sometimes I will like have these really perfect friendship tribes and like I will lose if I, if I stop being friends with one of the people in it, especially the person who was probably my closest friend in the group. I kind of back away from the whole thing because I would never tell people, like, you need to choose because, like, that's fucked up. But also, like, I kind of choose for them where I will just completely remove myself from the equation. And, like, even one of the girls who I still kind of am friendly with, um, she was, like, messaging me on Instagram. And she's like, I'd really love for us to hang out. Let's try to hang out by X, Y, Z date. And, like, I've been thinking about it, but, like, I just can't find the motivation because I just kind of don't want to get close to her. Because I just feel like it'll just like knowing that she's friends with this person will just like probably like I don't know on some level hurt me. And so I just kind of am like it makes it sucks that I'm like this, that I cannot be friends with people who, like because it, it's happened, it's happened there that's most recent, but it's happened before with another girl who I had like a like a friendship breakup with, but I don't consider it to be that bad because like we kind of broke up and got back together a few times and then it finally ended and it was kind of like. We grew apart. Like, it's, like, no yeah. love lost. It was no love lost there by the time we finally ended the friendship. I kind of don't miss it. But at the time, like, a re- like during our first friendship breakup, we-, we had a mutual friend together who is Nina, who's actually been on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. And, like, Nina and I have been friends since high school. Like, Nina went to a- the high school that I went to before I transferred to, like, the same district that you're from. And, like, we've known each other for years. We've worked together, and, like, we were friends, and I introduced those two. And then they became really good friends. And so when me and this girl kind of had a friendship breakup, I kind of lost Nina as a friend, too, until Nina realized that this bitch was crazy. And then she was like, actually, you were right. So, like, of course, Nina and I are, like, still very, like, she's one of she's my, one of my best friends. But, like, it sucks because, like, I just stopped talking to Nina when that happened. I was, like, willing to lose my, like, 10-plus-year friendship so that I didn't have to deal with that girl. So, like... I hate that. That's usually what happens. So, like, I wanna have a friendship tribe, but I'm also kind of afraid of it, right? Because I'm like, I love to have these individual friendships. Like, I love connecting all of you to hang out together, but I love that, like, you and I can still, like, the last time we saw each other right before COVID blew up our lives, we, like, had lunch and got a massage, just us two. And it wasn't always just the group. I'm, like, really fearful of doing that again. But I would love to have, I would have loved to have had a friend like you, or, like, I love having a friend like you. Like, I want somebody to be like, hey, I want to be like, I would love some like outward. I love being friends with you because it's so hard to come by. And like for a person who has like a, a phobia of being like, rejected or being ousted um and therefore will just cut things off it would be really lovely to have it it, i think it would have been great for me to have had a friend like you who was just so vocal about the fact that you wanted to be friends um so you know obviously maybe some of the things that you did in the past during college kind of like maybe broke some things up but i also think maybe you just didn't meet your your right people they just probably weren't meant to be your friends because i do think there would be people who would appreciate those things about you
1: well and again i think it's all how you react to situations like to your point of like I don't. I don't think it's being a crazy six that you cut off contact with people. Okay, are we back? Okay,
0: that was you were back. Okay, Whew. everyone. Just so you know, we got disconnected. But Laurel, you were saying it's not because I'm a crazy six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I say I think it's. I, I think I was going to say that it's just kind of how you react to situations. Like your loyalty was hurt, or you feel like your loyalty was betrayed for some reason, and therefore you're like burn the bridge, cut it off. Whereas, like, I think because I react to, like, either loyalty being betrayed or, like, being hurt with, like, work harder to make you like me, that can obviously go way too far sometimes. And I think that that's why I've had a couple of friendships that have just totally kind of exploded. And they haven't been, to your point, kind of like a clean break. It's been one of those, like, everyone gets this uh, this is maybe sounded like a victim and I'm not trying to necessarily but like everybody is like we're done like I can't deal with your level of Laurel right now so like we're all out Um Ugh. which I think can again create it, it's, all, it's all in how you react and how you interpret whatever the action is like I feel like if you ever mean to me and just totally were ghosting me like my first reaction would be like oh my god what did you wrong like what is happening and I would want some kind of, like, explanation as to, like, what happened. Yeah, like, did I do something wrong? Are you just totally over me? Like, what is going on right now? Um, you know, versus, like, someone being like, oh, okay, like, we're not talking. Cool, then I'm not talking to you. Bye. Like, you have to, I think, hurt me pretty badly. This <laughs> sounds so, like, bad that I would like, I'll take your abuse. But I, the relationships and the friendships that I've had that have been really traumatic and how they've ended have ended with that kind of feeling of like, I've done everything I possibly could probably sometimes to a way too much extent. And, you know, like now, now I'm, I'm not going to talk to you now, not because I'm like burn a bridge, but because I'm so deeply hurt by what
0: happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So why do we do this to ourselves? (laughs) I don't
1: know. And again, I think, uh, you know, you did talk about your your friend with your worst friendship breakup. I think my worst one was uh, my junior year of college. I lived with a bunch of girls in, like, a single dorm. So the way it worked was it was three single rooms, a bathroom, a common area kitchen, and then on the other side of, like, the kitchen, three more single rooms with a bathroom. So it was one of those, like, you basically had your own private space, but there also was public space. Um, and it was great because I made friends with a lot of those girls that li- I lived in that kind of pod thing with my junior year. Um, I didn't know them prior, but it was really great because, again, like you were like roommates, but also we had someone from the university rooms and clean the kitchen. Oh, so, nice. Like, I love the that. things that like n- normal roommates argue about, it was like, oh, like your, your room is a disaster. Well, well we're just not going to hang out in there then. We'll hang out over here. Um, no big deal. Um, but going into that year, my sophomore year of college, I had gotten really sick. I'd actually gotten MRSA, the staff infection oh, no. from the dorms. Oh. Um, so I'd spent the summer, I had had, I had had, I'd been like reinfected basically like four times, three times. And so I spent like the entire summer, like sick with MRSA, could not leave the house, had to go to like Rush's infectious disease wing to try and figure out like what's happening. Um, and I had found out, like, I was getting it from other people, um, that I wasn't a carrier, which means, like, just like COVID, like, I wasn't someone who was asymptomatic, who didn't who would give it to other people, I was picking right. it up myself. Um, but it kind of, like, wrecked my immune system and totally ruined the summer. And it was just, like, not a great experience. That's also why I lived in a dorm my junior year, because I was like, let's. I went back to the dorms. But I lived there because I was like, okay, like, it's going to get cleaned. It's not I got the staph infection from, like, the party dorm that I live my uh-huh. sophomore year. So, like, listen, like, this is the more adult... This is safer. You know? Safe space. Yeah. Safe space. And it's not, like, a house where I'm sitting here being like, guys, we have to bleach everything because otherwise I'll get sick. Like, no, we have a cleaning crew that does that. And so no one has to, like, deal with it. Right. Um, but I obviously... I still have... Uh, to this day, I still have scars from where I had Ugh. it um, because it can be, like, flesh eating, for lack of a better term. Like, it's still... So my junior year roommates knew that I had these scars and I, they'd known that, it, you know, I said, I had MRSA. I haven't had it in four months. I literally, it's called cleanse. It's basically like, it kills all the other bacteria on your body. I've like, I shower with that once a week. Like it is horrific for your hair and your skin, but like it basically kills anything on it. Um, you know, I've been tested. I'm not a carrier. Like I've been cleared by rush. I've been cleared by Northwestern. Like I'm safe to be here. Right. But like that, that's where the scars are from. Um, and so, about oh gosh, seventy five percent of the way through my junior year, I was uh, interning down in the city in a loop. And so, I came back from work one day, and all of my roommates had moved out, and the uh, the room smelled really heavily of bleach my and goodness. like. Um, and they they basically came back in and like kept like like six plus feet away from me. Like, if I took a step towards them, they took a step backwards, and we're like, well, my grandpa's a doctor, and he said I can get. MRSA from you because you had it so therefore it's not safe for us to live here so we're moving out and like we can't hang out anymore because you could make us sick
0: seriously well that's like some Um, mean girl fucking traumatic
1: shit uh, and the problem was of course like me and my like I will make you love me where I was like let me pull up my doctor's reports let me pull up all these articles saying like if you're not a carrier it's not a problem you know and like all these things again because I'm I want to, like, make you love me. Sure. Um, and so I think that's also, I, I'm i so fortunate. I was dating Stephen at the time, and I think that really helped kind of bring our relationship closer together. Because, like, he immediately came up from law school to the Northwestern campus and, like, took my side and was like, what do you need? Like, are we, do you want to move home? Do you want to move in my dorm with me? Like, do what do you want to do? How can I help, like... What you know whatever it is that you you need i I've got you, and I think that was really a bo- you know a bonding point in our relationship, and I think it actually proved himself to my parents mm-hmm. a little bit too, knowing like they couldn't be there, but knowing that like I had a support system right when it felt like my entire support system and like my the people I was closest with in college just ghosted um and so yeah, like to this day I still I don't talk to any of them. Well, I actually, I wouldn't. That was
0: the bitchiest, meanest
1: thing ever. That was cruel. That's a cruel thing to do to somebody. And for me, the hardest part, I think, was because they did it when I wasn't even there. Like, I came back from work at, like, six o'clock at night to, like, a totally empty space. Like, they had moved their dishes out. They had moved, you know, they'd moved rooms. And I was like, if you had enough time to, like, go talk to housing to tell them that you needed to move somewhere like you've been planning this for a while like, right we couldn't have had a discussion about this or talked about it at all um so again like i'm not trying to like necessarily play the victim again this is me being like having the therapist in the back of the mind being like it's it's not i definitely probably played some level of part in it to make them even more angry <laughs> after the fact but like there's certain things out of your control so sure again, that was just really I, cruel though I definitely have like abandonment issues I think because of it Um, because again I've had a lot of scenarios various friendships that have kind of ended in similar fashions Um, yeah again I think again I think that's why I keep saying like oh we wouldn't be friends because I would be like the first time you'd be like you would be mean to me I'd be like she hates me and everything's terrible um even if it wasn't true.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, I was talking to Heidi about that this morning. I, like, Heidi and uh, Jamie, we were talking about something. And I was like, yeah. Like, one of the things I said is, I was like, I really have to work on. Like, Jamie was sharing something about, like, there's the theory of fight or flight. But then there's, like, a third one. Like, uh, there's, there's a fourth one, too. There's, like, something before flight. But, like, ignore. Like, it's just, like, shock. Like, you just stay there. Then there's fight. And then there's flight. Yeah. So, there's, like, one thing where you just don't do anything at all. Then there's, like, fight. Then there's flight. And then there's, like, a fourth option, which I didn't know about, but it's annihilate. I immediately go to annihilate. But in order to do that, something has to happen. I never – I to this day, can't think of a time where I've ever been, like, truthfully, like, going out of my way to be mean to somebody. It's just not really a part of my nature. Another fun fact about me that I I think is, like, closely related is I'm a Sagittarius. We are super – like, most most Sag sags are very friendly. Like, I'm a super friendly person. Like, I would never – do that um if I was your friend I would have been like Matt I'm an underdog person like I would have been like how dare you fucking do that like I'm probably like the person who would have been like to your defense like no don't pick up my friend like because if I because that's the thing about a six is like if we've decided that like you're our person then now you're our person and so we will like have your back we'll defend you like so I'm not I would never do that. I'm not really mean to people either, unless you do something to me. And then at that point, like, if I'm mean to you, it should be like, okay, cool. So like, we're not friends anymore. Cause I'm never mean to my friends. I'm only mean to people who I've decided it's like, this is done.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that there's also like a fine line between being like me, like intentionally mean and kind of, I'm going to say like familial poking fun at like, um, oh yeah, that's my, like, best friend, literally, be- like, best and closest friend, she moved to California at the beginning, uh, at the end of last year, actually. Um, and, like, she's notorious for being hangry. Like, if she oh, doesn't yeah. eat every half an hour, like, she has a full-on, like, diva meltdown. And she's not a diva whatsoever, but, like, she will have a so meltdown. So <laughs> um, Yes. Like, at my bachelorette party, she actually, like, laid down on the floor of the lobby and, like, had a tantrum because we weren't getting to dinner, walking to dinner fast enough. Um <laughs> But, like, we all know that. And so, like, whenever there's, like, a meme or something that's talking about, like, sorry, that was my hanger talking, we always tag her. And it's not like I'm could... doing it to be mean. It's like, hey, I've known you for over 10 years. And, like, I know you. That you're going to. She's definitely You more... think this is funny. You're aware of this. Yes. Like, we joke about it all the time where, you know, it's the same same thing where she jokes with me where she's like, wow, how many side hustles do you have? Like, is there another side you can hustle? Because I think you've, you've, you've done that now. Like, I feel like um... that's a good thing. Right, but I, but I think, like, that. I'm calling it, like, familial poking fun, where, mm-hmm. like, if a sibling does it or something, they're not coming at you from a place of, like, I want to hurt you, like, right. emotionally. It's more, like, a, a deep understanding of, like, I know you, and we all have these things that yes. that's who yes. we are. And sometimes they're wonderful things, and sometimes it's, like, I have to carry snacks in my bag for Natalia because she will get hungry, and then she's awful to be around. And that's okay. So, like, we all know you just
0: it. just need a snack. Those little Snickers commercials. Yeah. Yes.
1: Like we all know it, and so it's fine. So I'll just carry some dried fruit in my bag, and that's fine. And you'll make yeah. and sh- She makes me try on ridiculous like fashion-forward outfits that I absolutely would never ever normally pick up, and sometimes they're really cute. So it's fine. It's like, like a surprise. Uh, yeah, I
0: feel like that is true too. Like I definitely think that that could easily happen. I think one of the best things though for me is like I think because I'm so anxious about gonna, I feel like that. I am really anxious about a lot of stuff, though, but I think because I'm always, like, thinking about, like, the worst possible scenario, I'm always really good with people, which is, like, my husband's an eight, and, like, a couple of my other friends are eights, and we were talking about that today, too, and, like, Jamie was like, I don't know, like, she's like, it'd be really kind of hard to be friends with an eight, and I'm like, no, no, no eights are my jam and the reason why an eight is my jam is because they're very to the point I do really well with people like if if I ever did send you a meme that hurt your feelings it would be like you should just be like hey that kind of hurt my feelings and I'm like oh okay great I'm sorry like I and then I will never do it again but like I hate when I have to think about it like that's the thing that gives me anxiety and I've had that too like that's a lot of what happens with friends where you don't even know if they like you or not or if they're mad at you or not it's like for me I'd rather you be like Iris you're being such a bitch right now And then I could be like, oh, okay, what did I do? And then I'm, like, totally happy to, like, hear that and receive it and fix it. But sometimes with women especially, I feel like we don't feel comfortable saying that to each other. We want everything to be, like, great all the time. And if you have any – Jamie and I have talked about this on the podcast. If you have any conflict with your friends, it almost seems like, okay, well, then we can't be friends anymore. But, like, with a guy or or a a romantic partner, we're always, like, willing to, like, try and think. And what does he mean? But, like, with our friends, we're just like – a little less willing to do that. So like one of the things that I've been working on is just trying to do that more because honestly, I think it could make me have better adult friendships. So that's like been my 2020 goal. And I think I've been doing better at it. Like if if I feel annoyed by something, I like think about it and then I'll mention it to someone and and I think it's been helping. Um, But I think that that's like a problem that I think a lot of women share is we don't feel comfortable to say to our friends when they hurt our feelings.
1: Yeah. Or for me, it's, uh, I definitely would say it's probably standing up for myself a little bit more. I know that you've talked about, like, i am you're not the uh, cruise director of your friendship group. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> I definitely, I'm always happy to plan things. But again, I think my inner monologue tells me, like, well, if I plan something and it's not fun or everyone doesn't like it, like, I've done a bad job and people won't want to hang out with me anymore. So, I'm always the one who's like, Yeah, I'm down for whatever. And 90% of the time, I really am like down for whatever. Um, but there are definitely are moments where I'm like, No, I do not want to do that. I 100% do not want to do that. But like, I'll say yes because I want, again, want mm-hmm. you to like me or like, yeah. you know, want me, you want you to think, think of me as the like down for whatever person. So, I think mm-hmm. I've also been trying to spend some time. And Corona totally helps being able to be like, Oh, we can't drag. Sorry. that sucks yeah but to be like that's not my jam like it's like uh like my my brother-in-law was in town a couple weeks ago with his girlfriend and they were talking about going to like a water park and my husband was like oh yeah next time we're in next time we're in St. Louis and it's safe to do so like we should go to a water park and I was like that's not my jam like I don't I'm not super confident in a swimsuit like I'm confident enough that like I can maybe go to the pool with some like close friends or family or by myself but like I'm not gonna go like look. not a whole water park. Not for me. Thank you. Not a whole water park. Not a big heights person. I'm more of a like, let's like read some trashy magazines by the pool and then maybe float around and like chill, you know, but like yeah. but having the confidence in myself to be like, no, it's not for me. Sorry. y'all. Oh yeah. Well, not and I thing.
0: think a lot, I think that's another thing like women feel bad about saying no to. Like I always feel like, I, I think that I've done a much better job at it, but I used to always be like you. Like, I think I would always say yes to things. Now I'll just be like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> like, but then I think do people like, and that's the problem. Cause I, I was talking to somebody else who I met off of Bumble. And I was like, the thing that sucks, right. Is if you say that you don't want to do something, then the person will automatically not invite you to that thing. But then I'm mm-hmm. like, well, but maybe, maybe I would have wanted to go to the water park to like have drinks and like hang out while you guys did that. Or maybe they have like a lazy river float there. Like sometimes I just want to be included. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes, and so sometimes I worry about like, okay, if I just say that I don't want to do X, Y, Z thing, does that mean that anytime they do X, Y, Z thing, they're not going to invite me? Because like, what if that's the one day that I actually want to do X, Y, Z thing, and then I'm going to be left out. So it's like a whole cycle. Yeah. Um, so like I try. A lot.
1: Yeah, no, I try and follow, um, one of my very early bosses in my career used the phrase, and I use it all the time now, you can't poop in the punch bowl without bringing new punch. Um, That, like, again, like thinking in a work environment, like you can't feel like that's a bad idea, we're not doing that without like bringing a new idea to the table, Mm -hmm. um, because it's not productive. And so I feel like with friendships, that's what I've tried to, I've been trying to do too, to help reframe myself to be like, hey, I'm not really a huge water park fan, but how about we do this or that. like whatever so that way to your point like it's not like don't ever invite me to this thing or I'm not interested in hanging out with you it's that like I'm trying to set some clear boundaries of like no I don't really like that but I do like a lot of other things you and I have in common so like let's... yes but I just don't want to do that part um, so so yeah and
0: I think that that's like a, a very like reasonable adult thing to do and we should all try to do better whenever people invite me to go hiking I always say like I don't really love to hike however if we can get wine before or after then I'll go which is true if you would get me drinks I'll probably go with you that's usually a golden rule if there's some wine I
1: could be convinced same thing with brunch I don't really like it but well it's also like I think it depends (laughs) on what level of activity like you know that we're both I think we've talked we started the podcast talking about we're both pretty active people um but like I get really hot and sweaty and do not smell the best after like a run so like I don't want to run a 5k and then go out to brunch I will run a 5k with you and that like we can start together and like when we finish we can like have a Gatorade or whatever but then I want to take a shower and then we Mm -hmm. can totally go to brunch but like I don't want you to smell my sweaty butt yeah (laughs) I don't love that you know no I totally agree you know, so, it's not. It's again, like I'm not against it. It's just like, listen, again, if when you say hike, like, are we talking about like, let's be really throw? leisurely <laughs> yeah. and like take a lot of photos for Instagram yes. and like, we're mostly just like catching up and like bitching about so bosses yeah. or whatever, we or we're or going are we, on a like, walk, <laughs> right? Or is it like, you know, we're going with Heidi and like she is going to kick our butts and we are going to get sweaty? Like, I'm, I'm all about. What is the expectation here? Like, tell yeah. me. Like, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with doing a super sweaty butt kicking hike, but like, Mm. I want to know that going into it before I wear like a cute outfit and like put on makeup that melts off my face.
0: Nope. Thank you. Um, Okay. So long story short, we both had some horrible friendship breakups for different reasons. Um, But I guess I want to close this up by asking you, so like, how are things now? Like, are you still on the hunt for new friends? Are you looking for, like, your own tribe to join a tribe? Like, where are you in terms of friendship? I always think this is, like, interesting to talk about.
1: I think I'm trying to build my tribe. And actually, you had spurred that kind of further thought about that. That because I have such... I've had bad experiences about kind of joining an existing tribe and feeling like I don't fit in or I'm easily, like, forced out, per se. Mm -hmm. I think it makes the most sense for me to... Find my tribe or curate my tribe, which makes it sound like I'm collecting friends like a weird, like serial killer way. But like,
0: I love that though. But I just like a skin from everyone, a little piece of hair from your friends.
1: But again, but I think you'd said like, what do what friendships and energies do I need? Do I thrive in and having that group? Finding that group for myself rather than trying to fit into an existing one. Um, Yes, and so like I'm always, I'm definitely still like open to you and looking to make more and different friends um but it's also nice to know that like when in doubt I have I have you or Iris or some of my older friends um that I've had you know forever to to fall back on and to kind of have my back as you kind of fumble your way through becoming an adult who wants adult friends <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I think that that is, like, the one
0: thing that every woman who I ever speak to on the podcast is always saying is, like, but what I, here's another thing that I think is interesting, but we are getting along-winded, so I'll try to wrap this up. But I think it's really interesting because, like, I'm looking to do a tribe, do a tribe. I'm looking to make one. Like, I'm, I'm taking applications. I'm just kidding. I'm really not. Um, but, like, looking for a tribe. Jamie's looking for a tribe. You're looking for a tribe, and we all know each other. Why do you
1: think that we all are not in a tribe? For me, I think I'm scared to be like, yeah, no, like, we're in a tribe, and we're, we're taking applications to join it because I'm like, but what if, what if Jamie doesn't think we're a tribe? What if she doesn't think it, we're that close? And I have now made a weird and horrible assumption.
0: I feel like this is, like, something that I really want to talk about. Like, not on this episode because it's, like, super long. But, like, that's the thing that I'm noticing, right? So, like, I talk to you, and you're like, yep, I'm looking for my girl tribe. Jamie. Yep. I'm looking for my girl tribe, but we're all like, I'm I'm looking for my girl tribe. I forgot to say that part. Like me too, self included, but we're all like on bumble. Like we're all hanging out. Like Jamie has met, I've met, like there's a girl named Kristen who I love. I think she's fabulous. She like, the military and now she's out and she's a lawyer like she's a three you would love her and like she's so fun and just like her husband's in the fucking secret service which your husband's a da that seems like a fucking tribe member i've got another friend named jen who's like wonderful and magical and also a three like into marketing looking to figure out like how can she like get in there and like make her mark and like grow in doing this and she's like so tenacious such a hard worker wonderful long-term partner i have a friend that i met named christina married she's a teacher but she like loves to have fun she thinks she's awkward and but she's always down for things wants to like go do a day spa together like all of these girls like sound like they would be people who would be friends with you too yeah but we're we're both looking for stuff and we're both like it's like kind of like when you're looking in your refrigerator and there's all the foods and you got them but you're still looking for them so sometimes I question to myself like what the fuck am I even looking for like maybe I have my tribe but like how do you make that happen so like that's something that like either like I want to talk a little bit further about on the podcast. Like Mm -hmm. we'll maybe see if you could do, we'll definitely talk to Jamie about it, but I'm just like, but why? Like, why are we all like, we got a fridge full of food. We got the fixings for a sandwich, but we're like not making a sandwich. We're just like still going to the grocery store, wandering the aisles. Um, And I fucking hate that shit. I fucking hate meeting new people. It sucks. Anyway. um, So yeah, like, I think we should all think about this a little bit more. Like, It's yeah. I think it fascinating. Yeah. It's an occurrence that has come to me, like through this conversation and like other ones too. And I'm like, why is this, why is this happening? Like, are we all afraid to commit? Like, what's going on? Anyway. Um, thank you so much for joining me. This was like such a fun conversation. I really yeah. actually, I've never talked to you over the phone before and this was fun. We should
1: talk over the phone. <laughs> What's funny is like I I'm starting to also get better at it. It's one thing I've never been good at. But by the way, listeners, if you have any suggestions about like how, not just how do you find a tribe because I think we've been pretty clear we're good at finding yeah we're looking like
0: we're looking how do you we how found. do
1: you how do you make James um Iris's proverbial sandwich like yes. tribe we ha- sandwich <laughs> we've got we've got the fix again we've got the fixings but how do you put it together mm-hmm. like. <laughs> do we <laughs> group text like hey y'all yeah what do we
0: do iris is starting a tribe tribe. (laughs) who's in yeah who's in? and like like i I don't know right like is it official are there dues is it what's happening like is there a mandatory hangout cal i just have questions (laughs) yes yes, good solution good suggestions laurel if anyone has any ideas about how you make an official tribe please let me know because i feel like I got all the fixings. I just, I can't put the sandwich together. And I don't know why. I'm not really sure what's going on there. It was so good talking to you. I hope that we will get you back on here soon. And I also hope to see you again. I haven't seen you in like six months. So I hope we can get together soon too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I hope eventually I can also meet Katie whenever she's like appropriately acclimated to me, because as you know, I secretly want a dog
0: yeah absolutely well like side note of like closing this conversation and not making everybody do it like you are welcome to come over and hang out in my backyard and socially distance at any time that you want we're right off the expressway and katie would love to meet you
1: wonderful all right well okay. so great chatting iris so you so talk to you later bye Bye.